Welcome back to Head Speaks in my 18th episode. This episode is my second Star Wars themed episode. Also, on a little head, we're going to talk a little bit about my brother, Jerry Lee Todd II. And as I said, more Star Wars. Stick with us. Aw, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 feels good. Feels good. Hello, greetings, and hi there. This is the Head Speaks Podcast, a proud member of the Headcast family. I am your host, Aaron Moss, also known as Brother Head. Welcome to Head Speaks, where I'll be talking about comics, movies, and recent news items that interest me. Basically, anything that strikes my fancy. Warning! Warning! This podcast may not be family friendly. Head Speaks may contain adult language, adult content, fantasy violence, and nudity. You have been warned. The young, stupid, and easily offended may not want to listen to this headcast. In other words, parental guidance is more than suggested. Before I get started, I want to wish all my listeners a very Merry Christmas, and I hope you guys had a very good Thanksgiving. But now we can actually get started with the show. Let's start today's show out with... And I'm back. Um, it's that time of the year. It's uh, a little behind the scenes. I'm recording this the week of it's the end of November, the beginning of December. As I said, usually I, I take a couple of days to record my podcast. I record, record bits and pieces here and there. So uh, in real time, it's just a, uh, a couple of days after the 31st anniversary of the house fire that I had when I was a kid. And it's just under two weeks from the 31st anniversary of the death of my brother, Jerry Lee Todd II. Um, if you're friends with me on Facebook, I had a long-winded post the other day about this. Uh, if you're not into the uh, the more morose and sadder subjects, you may want to avoid today's episode. Uh, or at least this segment, not today's episode, but this segment of today's episode. In fact, I'll say right now, if you want to skip ahead about 30 minutes... Uh, you can bypass this whole section. So again, skip to about the 30-minute mark. You can skip this whole little section of Head Speaks today and go straight to the main thrust of today's podcast, Star Wars. More happier at beat time. All right, thanks. And one, two, three. I assume if you're still here, you want to hear this part of the episode. So let's begin. Over the last few episodes, I've been talking about my family. I've talked about my four kids. Uh, this month I decided to talk about my brother. Again, those that listen to my podcast for a while, I've talked about him before, uh, especially around this time of the year. His name was Jerry Lee Todd II. He was born February the 26th of 1973, and he died December the 12th of 1984. This episode will probably drop around the 8th of December, uh, a few days before the actual, uh, 31st anniversary. Uh, but let's go and get on with today's segment. I've been debating how much time and how much detail I want to go into this this portion of this episode today. Uh, so I'm just, I've got very few notes. I'm going to play it by ear. Again, bear with me. Uh, if you don't want to bear with me, jump ahead. But uh, again, as I said, this podcast, why I hope others are enjoying it. This is kind of my therapy for life. Uh, there's a few things that's in my past that's that's uh, bothers me that I'm that, you know makes me who I am today, uh, for good or ill. One of the major things, one of the big things, is the death of the death of my brother. Again, I was uh, 14, going on almost 15. I was two weeks shy of 15 when he died. So again, as a young lad, that's that's left a, a disturbing and a large. Uh, it's made a big impact on my life. I would say a lot of my choices and the reason I am where I am today, I think a lot of that has to do with uh, my uh, inadequacy, I guess you could say, to prevent my brother from dying. Uh, just in de brief detail, brief detail, in brief, uh, I'll cover that again as I've talked about 
uh, probably last year around this time. In uh, 1984, again, I was 14. It was almost a month shy of my 15th birthday. As I said, November the 28th. It was late at night. Uh, My mom was working at a rest home two houses down. Uh, The owners of the rest home were running late. They weren't home on time. Me and my brother had school the next day. We tried, we were down with my mom at the rest home and we were trying to sleep. And there's this one crazy older lady there that she had some mental issues and she was think she, she was always thinking that she had bugs crawling all over her. She would come to me and my brother, there's bugs crawling on me. There's bugs crawling on me. Get them off. And again, I was 14. My brother was 11. He was less prepared to deal with the craziness than I was. Uh, me, I just ignored her and go to, you know, lay there, go to sleep because that's the way I am. I didn't ask my wife. I go to sleep almost anywhere. Uh, but my brother, yeah, he was, he was, she was bugging him. So it was about 11 ish. And my mom asked me, you know, to walk my brother down to the house and, you know, keep him company and, and you know, so my brother could go to bed our, at our house. Again, we were two houses down. I was almost 15. My mom thought I was old enough and mature enough to handle it. So we walked down, and I was super tired, so we went in the house. Uh, my mom's room was first, my mom and dad's room. So, and, and often growing up, me and my brother would take turns sleeping with my mother, because my stepfather, uh, the guy that we, I don't want to say affectionately, but the guy we call referred to as the boy, uh, he worked graveyard most of the time, so me and my brother would take turns sleeping, sleeping with my mother in her bed, just because we liked, you know, snuggling with our mom and... We both loved our mother dearly. So uh, that night we went in. Again, as we said, we walked in. My mom's room was first. I was tired, so I, I'm i going to bed here. So I went to my mom's room, crawled in her bed, went to sleep. My brother went on to our room and presumably crawled in our bed and went to sleep. Uh, we had bunk beds. I don't remember at this time because we'd switch back and forth for a while. I'd be on the top for a while. He'd be on the top. So I don't remember who was on the top at the time, but... Anyways, uh, so he went in our bed, and again, I assume he went to sleep. Next thing I remember was uh, I smelled smoke. At first, I didn't think much of it because I thought maybe, you know, I'd been asleep, so I thought it was morning and mom was fixing breakfast and maybe accidentally burned something. So I rolled back over and figured I'd get a little bit more, a few more minutes of shut eye for mom came to wake me up for breakfast. The smell of smoke was still there. But as I laid there trying to sleep, the smell of smoke didn't go away. And it didn't smell quite like cooking smoke. It smelled wrong. So I sat up in bed, and when I looked around, the, the room was filled with smoke. Uh, and I saw a light coming from my parents' doorway, bedroom door. So I jumped up and ran out of the hall, or not the hall, but at the time, uh, when you walked into the house, you walked into the front room, and immediately connected to the front room is my parents' room. And then if you keep walking to the front room, there's you walk straight into the kitchen with the door to the right leading to my, my brother's room. Uh, so I, I ran out from my mom's room into the front room. And there between me and the kitchen was a wall of fire. So I, not knowing what else to do, I yelled for my brother a couple of times. I didn't hear a response. So I hoped he got out and I, I fled the house to try to get help. I still remember to this day if I shut the door, if I left it open, uh, not that it matters in the scheme of things, but it will come back up later in the story. Uh, so I, I ran down to where my mom was uh, working at the rest home, two houses down, and I pounded on the front door and no one answered. So I, I ran back down towards my house across the street to our neighbors whose uh, daughter was about my age and had a son that was really, you know, a few years younger that you know, I'd go over and play with once in a while, uh, hang out with. Uh, and I pounded on their door, yelling for help. And I, I believe they heard me and they opened up and called the fire department. Uh, again, a lot of this is kind of a little hazy. It's been, as I said, 31 years and it was a tragic night. So uh, not the most, and I'm not the most reliable narrator in this case, but... Uh, the fire department showed up shortly thereafter, and I found out later that uh, a guy 
back behind our house across the street was with volunteer fire department. So I guess he had smelled the smoke or saw the fire, or whatever. He came rushing over and before the fire department got there, he already had our water hose out trying to spray down the house, trying to help trying to contain it and stop the fire. Uh, a few minutes later, my, my mom comes running down the street from the, where she was working at. Cause I guess the neighbor or the people that she'd worked for had got, was got, just gotten home and as they drove by, they saw the house on fire. So they told my mom, so she comes running down. And at this point, that's when I realized that my brother wasn't with my mom, which means he was still in the house. It was blazing. So we told the fire department that, you know, where the bedroom's at and that I think my brother's still in there. So they, they went in through the bedroom window, I believe it was, or I don't know. How, they, they went into the bedroom. They got to the bedroom. Couldn't find him at first. And then they finally found him uh, between our bed and the wall or the win- bedroom window. We had a space about a foot or so. And we had a couple of night tables there. We had one table down below, and then we had like two of them stacked on top or something. So we had one for the top bunk. Ingenious little kids we were. Uh, they found him, my brother, in between the wall and the the bed, covered in blankets. They assumed that he was trying to hide from the fire and had covered himself to protect himself is what they were assuming. Again, he he never regained consciousness. He, he was unconscious at the time. Uh, in fact, they, thought, they think, think he was dead when they pulled him out at first. So we'll never know what he was intending, what was going on, what happened with him. But like I said, they pulled him out. Uh <sighs> They rushed him to the hospital, then take him to uh, Fresno Hospital here in Cal- Fresno, California, to the burn ward. I uh, couldn't find out he had uh, what was it third degree burns over like eighty percent of his body. Meanwhile, I went back to my grandpa. I went to my grandparents' house and finally went to sleep. And uh, that was the night of the house fire. Uh, my mom stayed at the hospital pretty much for the next two weeks while my brother was there. Uh, she'd come down once in a while just to uh, check up on me and. For a change of clothes and what have you. But most of the time she spent there at the hospital with my brother. I didn't go to school for the next two weeks. Or almost two weeks. I was too much in shock and too much too worried about my brother and all that. So I stayed at home. Uh, very depressed. Uh, my best friend Dean. Uh, one reason no matter whatever happens between us. He's always been my best friend because he was there for me. He came over. He tried to help comfort me. tried to help cheer me up. Mom, over the next two weeks, my mom and my grandmother, grandfather kept trying to talk me, go up to Fresno to the hospital to see Jerry Lee. And I'm like, no, I can't, I'm not ready to go. Yeah, I can't go. And again, as I said elsewhere, uh, most recently on my uh, my personal, my my Facebook page, I said that, you know, it was both, I was afraid of seeing what he would look like. I, I think there was some guilt mixed up in there, too, for letting it happen to him, for not doing more. But whatever the reason, I, I avoided going up. And finally, like a week and a half later, it was on the weekend, I finally went up to Psalm. And, I mean, I try not to think about it because it makes me tear up every time, but I, I can still see him laying in that bed. If someone didn't tell me that was Jerry Lee, I wouldn't have known. Uh, between the bandages and the scar, or the, 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 the burns, I, I couldn't recognize him as my brother. He, he was still, he again, he was unconscious. They had him on tube, so I, I, he couldn't respond to me. I didn't recognize him. It just was a horrible scene for me at the time. Though after having said that, I am glad I did go to see him then. The following Monday, I started back to school. My mother, my grandmother, my grandfather kept you know, they told me I need to get back into the swing of things. See him open's not going to help my brother Eddie. I need to get back into school and, and proceed with my normal life. So back to school on a, a Monday. I want to say it was Monday I went to school. And then Tuesday I went to school. And again, I'm doing this from my, from my memory, so it could be a mistake. It may have just been one day I went. I can't remember. I do remember I went back to school at least one day. And then the next day, Wednesday, the 12th of December, uh, my mom woke me up. And again, remember, as I said earlier, she hadn't been there. My grandmother woke me up or my uncle or somebody would wake me up for school normally. But on this one day, I believe it was a Wednesday... I don't remember the day I had to look it up on the uh, in, uh, online calendar. Uh, but my mom woke me up, and I didn't think nothing of it. I mean, she's woken me up for the previous every day of my school life up to that point. So uh, I was used to it. Uh, I real I looked at the time. I saw it was like 8, 9 o'clock. Like, oh, darn, I'm late. 
So I jumped up out of bed and started getting dressed, and my mom stopped me. She's like, Aaron, stop. I need to talk to you. And finally it dawned on me, realization hit me that my mom was sitting there, and she woke me up late for school, and while I'm trying to get dressed, she's stopping me. None of that made sense all of a sudden. And that is when, that's when my 14-year-old world fell apart. She told me that my brother passed away. Uh, previous to this, they had done a couple of different surgeries, uh, skin grafts taken, trying to repair, you know, heal them, uh, fix the burn mark, burn on them, the burns. Uh, they were doing skin grafts, moving skin from one part to the other part and regrowing it and stuff. Uh, and a couple of times during, you know, these surgeries, they thought they were going to lose them because his vitals would drop down real low and they thought they were going to lose them and all of a sudden he'd pull out. And then when things were starting to look better for him, things were, you know, his vitals were looking fine. Everything was starting on the upswing. And that's when he finally died, which pretty much sums up my brother's life. He's going to do the opposite of what you expect and the opposite of what you want him to do. So, like I say, when they thought he was going to die, he pulled through. When they thought everything was going fine, he said, you know what? Scree, guys. I'm done. <laughs> uh, kind of funny. But anyway, so he, he died. Uh, my mom came home and told me the news, and again, as I said, that's I lost it. Started crying, bawling. Uh, my uncles were came. My uncles, uh, my other uncles, one lived in Fresno, one in Atwater, came down shortly thereafter, and I was still a mess. And uh, so again, I stayed out of school for the next week or two. Uh, depressed. Uh, my brother. Growing up, he, he had some issues. He was in special ed for many years. Uh, he had some anger issues. Uh, so he, he was seeing a psychologist. Uh, I don't remember how often. I, we just see, he was seeing a guy talking to a psychologist every once in a while. And I remember after my brother died, I said I was, again, depressed and not wanting to leave the house. And I was staying with my grandmother at the time. Uh, my parents were in a motel where our house was being rebuilt and decided what to do with it and all that good stuff. And uh, uh, my mom had the psychologist come over talk to me once or twice, see how I was doing. Uh, like I said, my buddy Dean was always there help, you know, trying to help me through it. And uh, I know we were also in a church group, kind of like the Boy Scouts, called the Royal Rangers. And I know our, our uh, troop leader, Don Gortney, great guy. I've known him for years. Uh, he, t- he took me out a couple of times and tried, you know, help me get me out and... Help me through it. I just want to thank all of them for everything they tried to do for me and what they did for me. But uh, eventually I went back to school. We had the house rebuilt. Uh, uh, shortly after I went back to school, I remember I was in P.E. I was a freshman, and I was in P.E., and a buddy of mine, Larry Cook, uh, was joking around. He was, again, trying to lighten the mood, trying to you know make a joke. He said, yeah, I bet only the house caught on fire that you were jerking off too much. You know, just being as a joke, but I got pissed off, slamming into a locker, and told him, you know, he better shut his face. Uh, but I don't know where I'm going with this at this point. But uh, And here it is 31 years later, and I, I still wonder, as I said on my Facebook page, you know, what I could have done, what would have happened if I would have went to my bedroom that night, and if I'd been there with my brother, maybe we'd both gotten out. Maybe we'd both died, I don't know. Uh, what would happen? Uh, another thing I didn't mention at this point yet, I mentioned on my Facebook page. I kind of described the layout of the house a bit earlier. One thing I, I neglected to mention was that between my and my brother's room and my parents' room, we had a door connecting the two rooms. Uh, we never used it, hardly ever. Uh, usually my mom had boxes and crap on her side. Me and my brothers had toys. My brother had toys and other junk piled in front of our door because we never used it. Uh, it wasn't always that way. Sometimes both sides would be cleaned out. Sometimes one or the other would be cleaned out. I, I don't remember at that point if it was cleaned out. I think mom may have had some boxes in front of it. Uh, not right in front, next to it, but a little ways away. Uh, but again, yeah, and the, the panic, the fire, the smoke, the late nights. I didn't even think about that door. I mean, I could have possibly gotten through that door and got to my brother. Uh, it's one of the things I'll never, I'll never know. And that's, that's one reason why I still, you know, 31 years later, I, I carry the guilt of what happened to my brother that uh, 
I mean, I was 14, not quite 15 years old yet. Uh, you can look at that one way and say, you know, heck, I was 14. I was old enough. I should have been able to be responsible enough to take care of my brother, to protect him if something happened. Uh, another way people have said it is, well, you were only 14. Uh, still a kid. What could I have done, you know? I try to think about the second way. You know, I was only 14. I was still a young kid. But a large part of me is like, no, stupid. You were, four, you were 14. You were almost 15. You were, you know, t- mid-teenager. Your mom entrusted you with your brother's care. And that's the other part that hurts it. You know, my mom tr- entrusted me to take care of my brother, and I felt her. I mean, she was devastated for a while. My grandfather was, I mean, he came out that night of the fire. You know, he came when he heard the fire trucks and the fire and all that, he came running out. And I remember he was yelling and cussing at my mother, telling, you know, Connor's stupid for leaving or letting us go home alone, not being there. So he blamed her, and and I'm sure my mother blamed herself. She would never blame me, but uh, I blame myself for it. Uh, and just to bring up uh, the reason I mentioned about not sure if I left the door open or not. Uh, a little while later, there was an article in the paper about it, and for the longest time, my mother wouldn't let me see it. And eventually I got to see it, and uh, basically the article said that, you know, the Aaron Moss, we ran out of the house, left the front door open, which the... the uh, Air going in may have helped fan the flames and cause the fire to be more serious. Uh, and then there was, I didn't see that until after I saw the, later on there was a retraction saying that uh, the the neighbor guy had mentioned that lived behind us and on the across the street from us, uh, volunteer fire guy. He uh, he says that he was one that opened up the door when he went at the water hose. So again, I don't know if he was just saying that because he read the article and was trying to help protect me because that was a good family. Uh, the rights, uh, or that I, I, again, I don't remember. It's been 31 years. I don't even, I don't remember at the time what happened because I was just in a panic. I, I, I'm pretty sure I left the door open because I just flung it open, and ran out into the night. But that's one of the things that go down in, in, in a shroud of mystery, if you will. But, uh, but I've been rambling here 20 minutes or so about an incident from 31 years ago. So I guess it's about time to wrap this up. I mean, just. Again, being coming up on the 31st anniversary, uh, and hopefully I don't do this every year. Uh, I know you guys can get tired of it if you're not already, but again, uh, that that's the night that my life changed forever. The the night of my worst mistake. If I could, if time travel was possible, and I'd access that, the one night I would go back to and and change it uh, back to November. Then in November, and I would do more to actually protect my brother to help my brother so he didn't die. I know. Later on, my mom would say, you know, maybe it's a good thing he died because he was always getting into trouble. He was the one that would do things just to prove he could do it. And so she's afraid that maybe when he got older, he would have been into drugs or gangs or something just to do it. But again, that's a comfort way to say, you know, try to comfort yourself. Well, maybe it's better off this way. So a lot of Christian people say, well, he's better off. He's in heaven now. I don't know. I just, and that's part of my problem with religion. I mean, it's, Time it didn't really affect me, but over the years I thought more about it. And you see these things, you know, these kids saved from fire, from car crashes. Oh, the hand of God protected them. If there is indeed some sort of supreme deity out there, whether it's God, Buddha, whoever, where the fuck was he that night? Why the fuck did you let my brother die? So at this, and plus I've got other. That's a whole another discussion. I'm gonna have some other time on religion, but that is a small part of why. Uh, again, I grew up Pentecostal, but at the but, but at this point, I, I don't claim any religion. I think it's all silly and ridiculous. Uh, but again, I'll get more of that on an episode on religion. Uh, it's not the place for that right here, I guess. So, anyways, uh, I've said this again, so I'm just gonna wrap things up here. Um, and again, I'm not telling you guys this to get pity or to get likes or to get you know. Oh, poor Aaron. I, I, I'm not doing it for any of that. I'm just doing it to, as I've said before, this is kind of my th- form of therapy. Maybe talking about it this way, maybe it'll help relieve me some of the burden, some of the guilt I feel. I doubt it. I've been trying it for years, different ways, but it's worth a shot. So, and again, if you don't get tired of hearing this, I'm sorry. I apologize again. Uh, but let's go ahead and wrap this up. I'm going to go and take a break. And I'll had a timestamp or so in the uh, show notes in case you want to skip that. You, you know where to code to. But uh, go ahead and hold on one second, guys, and I'll, 
I'll be right back with you. Thanks. Head Speaks will be back after these important messages. Prentice Magnus punches reality at twotruefreaks.com. Discussion about comics, movies, and TV shows. Trentus Magnus punches reality every Tuesday at twotruefreaks.com. Hi, I'm Kyle Benning, and I love comics. In fact, I love them so much that I ramble on about them on a number of podcasts. All on one feed, found under the King Size Comics Giant Size Fun banner. I talk about comics with extra page counts, like Treasury Comics, Prestige Format Books, DC's Dollar Comics, Marvel's Giant Size Specials and King Size Daniels, and much, much more. I also love to talk about DC's Christ on Multiple Earth crossovers, free comics from Special Promos, Free Comic Book Day, Star Wars, My Life as a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan, random comic book back issues, and many other elements of geek culture that happen to strike my fancy. There's new content usually dropping at least once a week, and it's all found on one feed. You can subscribe via iTunes. Just search for King Size Comics Giant Size Fun in the iTunes Store or podcast app on your iPhone. Otherwise, you can follow the podcast at the King Size Comics Giant Size Fun blog headquarters, available at www.kingsizecomicsgiantsizefun.blogspot.com that's all one word, King Size Comics, Giant Size Fun, .blogspot.com, or follow on Facebook by simply searching for King Size Comics, Giant Size Fun. So for snappy review and discussions on comics, new and old, usually done from the front seat of my car or my lunch break at work, check out King Size Comics, Giant Size Fun. And now back to Head Speaks. And now for something a little lighter than the last segment, let's go with... At the Movies with Head. To start off my Star Wars themed month we're going to go ahead and talk about well star wars uh as you may know unless you're living under a rock december the 18th of 2015 is going to be a new star wars movie star wars episode 7 i'm not really going to talk about that since the movie's not out i don't want any spoilers or anything but i'm going to talk about the day before that on december the 17th 2015 several movie theaters is going to play the Star Wars Marathon. This will consist of episodes 1 through 6, played in, I believe, episodic order, followed by, the I think it's like the midnight premiere of Star Wars, The Force Awakens, a.k.a. Star Wars Episode 7. Which, all I'm going to say about that is it looks really good from what I've seen. But more about the marathon. Uh, the reason I'm mentioning this is, one, it's Star Wars and it's fantastic. Uh, second of all... Yours truly will be there. Yes, I've bought my tickets already for the uh, marathon. I'm going to meet with a buddy from work. His name's Gabe. We're going to go and watch the Star Wars Marathon, episodes 1 through 6. This will be the first time having seen all these movies on the large screen in many years. I mean, I saw episodes uh, 1, 2, and 3 when they came out. I saw the re-release in 3D of episode 1. But as far as 4, 5, and 6... I don't think I've seen them in the movie theaters for years. And so it's only 50 bucks to go, which I think is a really good deal. And I'm excited to be going to see the, the Star Wars movies. I mean, I could take time, go through and cover all six movies and talk about them again. But I think I did that pretty well when I talked with uh, Ryan Daly over in Episode 9 of Head Speaks. So definitely go check out Episode 9 if you want to hear me and Ryan talk about Star Wars uh, the movies, the cartoons, the novels, a little bit of everything. Uh, but that's going to do it for this month's episode of At the Movies with Head. 
Again, I just want to let everyone know about the Star Wars Marathon, which will be out next week. Uh, I'll be there with a buddy of mine from work. I hope it should be good times. But anyways, uh, this was a rather short segment, so we're going to go and move on to the next one. Butterfly in the sky, I can go twice as high. Take a look, it's in a book, a reading rainbow. Who can read on the run and have lots of fun? Who can do a handstand and read everything on the newsstand? Who can run forward and back and read everything in the stack? And here he comes, Ganal! Head and Head's Bookshelf. This month I'm not going to talk about a book per se. I'm going to talk about a series of books. Again, since this is my second Star Wars month... We're going to talk a little bit about Star Wars and the series called Legacy of the Force. And this description is what I pulled off of uh, the Wikipedia entry for it. Just give you a little brief background on it and what the story is. The Legacy of the Force is a series of nine science fiction novels set in the Star Wars Expanded Universe, taking place approximately 40 years after the events of Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, known to his old people time as a... Star Wars. This series, nine books, takes place approximately a year span from Star Wars Chronological from 40 ABY, which is after the Battle of Yavin, to 41 ABY. The series was written by Troy Denning, Aaron Alston, and Karen Travis in an alternating cycle. Uh, And the basics of the story is that the Corellian system which is where Han Solo's from, is unhappy with the leadership of the Galactic Alliance, and they try to secede. While the Galactic Alliance attempts to bring Krillia back into the fold, other systems follow Krillia's lead. Meanwhile, Jedi Knight Jason Solo believes he has the potential to defeat the threat and unify the galaxy. His methods draw the ire of his uncle Luke Skywalker and the Jedi Council, leading to a rift in the Jedi Order. Over the course of the nine books, the Galactic Alliance... The Jedi, Jason, Corellia, the Imperial Remnants, which is what's left of the Imperials from the original Star Wars movies, and their descendants, and several other factions all vie for power, leading to a confrontation that will dramatically reshape the future of the galaxy. Plus, there's a side plot involving Boba Fett's family issues, leaderships of the Mandalorians, and a role in the galactic conflict. And that about sums up the Legacy of the Force uh, series of books. There's actually one more set of books that takes place after this, before the entire expanded universe is wiped away, basically, with the the new uh, Star Wars universe. Uh, I'm half, a little over halfway through those set of books. Uh, but let's go back and talk about the, what we're here about, the Legacy of the Force. I'm going to say right up front, I'm going to lay my cards out on the table, face up. Overall, I enjoyed these books. Uh, some of them weren't as good as others. Some of them were kind of clunky. Uh, overall, though, I enjoyed this. I thought this was a much better way of showing how someone could fall to the dark side than the episodes one through three did. Again, don't get me wrong. As I talked about with Ryan in episode nine, I enjoyed. I personally enjoyed the, the uh, prequels. But I could see where people would have a problem with them. And uh, again, I have seen some of these problems that have been mentioned to me. Uh, I still enjoy the movies for what they were. But having said all that, I'm saying this. I, I thought, and again, my opinion, I thought this Legacy of the Force uh, series of books did a lot better job showing Jason's fall of the dark side than the movies did with Anakin. Part of it was the writing. Again, as me and Ryan said, uh, George Lucas, uh, hell of an idea, man. Not that great of a writer. Also, I was reading the novel so I could get more of the character's thoughts. That helped out. Plus, I I could visualize whoever I wanted to be to play the role of Jason. I I wasn't stuck with uh, Hayden Christensen, uh, a guy I can't really stand as an actor, playing Anakin. 
Again, as I've said previously, I think that would have helped if we would have had a better Anakin. Uh, but hey, I'm not George Lucas. I'm not involved with it. They didn't ask my opinion, so what are you going to do? But anyways, this series of novels, as I talked about in the uh, the recap of it, it basically tells how much like, and again, a lot of these books you can look at as a commentary on our own society, much like I think a lot of our society and our government has been. It's being bogged down by government bureaucracy and just people out for their own ends. And things aren't going as well as it should be. Uh, then you get other in the novel planets, such as Corellia, that they don't want to join the, the uh, I won't call it Federation, but that's a Star Trek. They, they don't want to join up with the Alliance. They give... 100%, but they want the alliance's backing and they want they want the benefits like a lot of people in our society. They don't want to do their part, but they want the full benefits. And the alliance is trying to stop this from happening because they know once one planet secedes, other planets going to follow suit and it's just going to make it hard to fight any outside threats uh, such as they see the Imperial Remnant being an outside threat. Rightly so. Uh... Also, I should add, this is hot on the hills. It was several years after, story-wise, after the uh, Yanga Vong. I'm probably mispronouncing that. The, the outside alien race. Uh, and that's part of the problem with the, the, the world. is It's out of a war. They're trying to rebuild their capital planet. Other planets have suffered from it. So they're, uh, they're trying to deal with the, the backlash of being attacked by these aliens. And like I said, we follow the story as Jason Solo, who is uh, the one of the twin kids of Han Solo and Princess Leia from the original movies. For backstory wise, previously in the uh, previously mentioned Yaga Yanga Vong War, Jason was kidnapped. He was tortured by the, these aliens, and then afterwards he went on a five year journey to try to find himself and learn more about the Force. And some of his thoughts is some of the same things I've been saying about the Force for years is that I don't know if there's really a good side or a light side and a dark side to the Force. It's how the Force is used. And these are some of the same theories that he's come up with over his journeys. He finds other people that use the Force different ways. He's learning different things about the Force. He's learned a little bit about the, the dark side, if you will. And he insinuates himself into the government and rises up quickly through the ranks. So he is, comes down to, uh, eventually he is one of the, uh, chief of States. He becomes in charge of the military and he becomes one of the chief of States for the galactic Alliance. Uh, and in doing so, he makes some bad decisions. Uh, he attacks people. He shouldn't be, he puts together like a basically a secret service portion of the alliance, and he uses it to capture aliens that he finds that, that may be uh, suspicious, or they think some of their other people have attacked. Again, kind of an if this took place several years ago, but it's kind of analog today. Uh, we have Muslims attacking us, and so we have some people, usually uh, far right side Republicans wanting to ban all Muslims and Syrians and other people from coming to the country because of what they could do. Jason's taken it a bit further than that. He's actually locked some up, killed uh, like Bothans and other species that he feels against him. But this basically tells the story of Jason's eventual fall to the dark side and also, uh, again, spoilers, his defeat and his death by the hands of his sister, uh, Jaina Solo, who's referred to as the Sword of the Jedi. Uh, but again, it was a nine-issue series. Not all the books were fantastic, but overall, I would definitely recommend uh, checking out the Legacy of the Force series. Also, as I mentioned, there was a side plot with Boba Fett and his family issues. Uh, Boba Fett is tied directly into the story as uh, one of the earlier people that Jason kills that starts him down the dark side is Boba Fett's daughter. And we find out that Boba Fett has a granddaughter who ends up working with him. And they, Boba Fett and his granddaughter help teach Jaina 
basically how to attack and how to fight someone that uses the Force or to fight Jedi since, you know, he's been such a pro at it. Uh, but again, I think that's all I got really got to say about that series of books. I definitely recommend the Star Wars Legacy of the Force series. Uh, go to your local library and check them out. Even though, like I say, that continuity is no longer in existence, it's still a good series of books. But that is what's on Head's bookshelf. But stay tuned. I'm going to play a few uh, promos for some podcasts. And then we'll be right back for the last section of Head Speaks. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Head Speaks will be right back. It started as an idea. A flicker. Now, with a simple voice email to the Superman and the Bronze Age podcast, that flicker has become a flame. Now, Russell, you're ready to start a podcast. Yep, you're ready to go. Yes, start it, and then and then we can email you. Whoa. And Russell has been, you know, the most consistent emailer. I think it's time that he does start a show. DC Comics Presents. You know, after Dave's done, and, I mean, you're not covering every, every issue. So, he could do all of them. I would highly recommend that, actually. That would be awesome. So there you go, Russell. Go for it. I can't wait to hear his reaction to this. this (laughs) Well, boys, here's your response. The DC Comics Presents show, hosted by me, Russell Bragg. On each episode, I will cover one issue of DC Comics Presents in publishing order until I reach the end of the series. I will also be covering all four annuals. Plus, I will be doing a character spotlight on each of Superman's guest stars, and we'll be going to the spinner rack to see what other comic books were available. Join me each episode of the DC Comics Presents show. Please go to the show's website at www.dccpshow.com for more information. That's DCCPSHOW. You'd be feeling a lot better, Han, if you were listening to Dead Boffin Spies, a Star Wars podcast hosted by me, Ryan Daly. That doesn't sound too hard. It's not hard. You just check out Dead Boffin Spies on iTunes, Facebook, or the blog page, deadboffinspies.blogspot.com. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. Well, I, I don't know if terror is an appropriate description. It's a podcast that combines everything you love about me talking and some of what you love about Star Wars. I want to learn the ways of the Force and become a Jedi like my father. Fine, whatever. Do that after you listen to Dead Boffin Spies. Yoda. You seek Yoda. No, you seek Dead Boffin Spies, a Star Wars podcast. Check it out. It beats kissing a Wookiee, I would think. <laughs> And now back to Head Speaks. On the mark, get set. We're riding on the internet. The internet is really, really great. For porn. I got a fast connection so I don't have to wait. For porn. For porn. I browse all day and night. For porn. It's like I'm surfing at the speed of light. For porn. <laughs> Internet porn, Roman orgy scenes. Internet porn, dominatrix queens. Internet porn, girl on girl on girl on girl on girl on guy on sheep. But you're going surfing on the internet. Where is head going? And welcome back. Now, for today's episode of Where's Head Going? Uh, The last promo you listened to, you may have heard, uh, it was for a podcast called Dead Both and Spies, a Star Wars podcast. Well, that is where head's going today. We're going to talk about, again, continuing on with podcasts I listen to. Dead Poth and Spies, a Star Wars podcast by a buddy of mine named Ryan Daly. 
Ryan is one of my guest hosts on my G.I. Joe, a Real American Head podcast. He's appeared previously on Head Speaks, and he's got a couple of other podcasts that I've been on, the Secret Origins podcast for one, and I'll be back on there again here soon. Uh, but Ryan, in his Dead Both and Spice podcast, as you can tell, talks about Star Wars. Currently, it's mostly about The Force Awakens, uh, the last seven podcasts he's done was under an umbrella called his seven predictions for star Wars or some of that effect where he makes seven different predictions of what he thinks is going to be in the force awakens movie. Uh, but again, I definitely recommend checking out Ryan Daly's dead, both and spies, a star Wars podcast. Uh, you can find it on iTunes or where we you find your good podcasts. Uh, Go ahead and check out Ryan. Let him know what you think about it. Let him know Aaron sent you. And uh, anyways, yeah, listen to Dead Both and Spies. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, hold on. Again, I know it's a short up, short little segment here. So we're going to move on to the next segments. Because, again, not much really to say about Dead Both and Spies other than it's a really good podcast talking about a really good subject matter. Uh, hold on for the next segment, kids. Mail Got mail. And welcome back once again. Uh, we're back with another short segment. Uh, again, I haven't gotten any emails, so there's no emails to read. Again, if you guys had sent me some emails, I could make us a longer section. Uh, so at this point, we're going to go ahead and read off people that have liked or commented on my HeadSpeaks Facebook page. Uh, again, so we're going to start with Tim Wallace, the Secret Origins podcast, which, again, as I mentioned earlier, is by my buddy Ryan Daly. I was on episode 14. I am scheduled to appear on episode 28, plus another episode in the near future. Uh, definitely check that out. Firestorm Fan, which is my buddy, the Irredeemable Shag, who's been on this podcast. And also he's been on my Task Force X podcast. Gene Hendricks, Shag Matthews, who is the Irredeemable Shag. AJ Flynn, Michelle Moss, Yolanda Coach, Ruben Santos, Ryan Daly, of the aforementioned Secret Origins podcast, Angela Plack, and Michael Wagner. Yeah, there's some silence there, because that's it. No one else has commented, liked, sent me emails, left messages on the uh, blog. So that's all I got for this month. Again, if you guys want to hear your, your message read or your name read, go ahead and leave me a message, like our Facebook post. Again, we can be found over on Facebook under Head Speaks. We can found, be found on Google Plus under Head Speaks. Even though, honestly, I don't check that all that often, but we are under Google+. Uh, you can send us an email to head at headspeaks.com. And if you want to hear your message read on the air or your, your, your thoughts from you actually verbalized on the air, you can send us an MP3 to that same address, head at headspeaks.com. And I can play an MP3 file on the air if you want to, you know, have your voice heard over the airways. But definitely send us an email, uh, leave us a blog post, leave us a Facebook message or like, and you too will get mentioned on Head Speaks. But I guess that's it for this month of Head Speaks. Um, join us again next month for Head Speaks. I don't know what I'll be talking about, but I will be here talking. As for our final song today, uh, you know what? I haven't picked anything out yet. Let me take a quick look at my iTunes and we'll pick a song out. Ah, there we go. Perfect song. I was thinking about playing maybe something from uh, Weird Al, one of his Star Wars parody songs. But then I realized this is the beginning of December. Uh, so before I, I play my final song and sign out, I do want to wish all of my listeners a very Merry Christmas. A happy Holidays. A happy New Year. I uh, hope you guys had a Happy Thanksgiving. And we will see you uh, next month. We hope you guys have a good New Year. And... Our final song is It's a Fanboy Christmas, which was played on Dr. Demento. I don't know who originally aired, did this song. Sorry for my lack of information on it. But yes, it's called It's a Fanboy Christmas, uh, seeing how it's Christmas time. Merry Christmas, guys, and Happy New Year. We'll see you next month. 
thank you for listening to another fantastic episode of Head Speaks. Hope you enjoyed it. If so, let me know. Drop me an email to head at headspeaks.com or visit our home at head.headspeaks.com. You can also visit and talk with me on Facebook and Google+, both under Head Speaks. You can also send an MP3 file with your thoughts, and I can play that on the air. And you can also get more of me on my other podcasts. Be sure to listen to Task Force X, where monthly I look at John Ostinger's Suicide Squad and Paul Kuppenberg's Checkmate comics from the 80s and early 90s. Also, over on G.I. Joe, a Real American Headcast, my podcasting friends, Ryan Daly and Kyle Benning, along with myself, are looking at all of the G.I. Joe, a Real American Hero comics, and related titles from Marvel and IDW. All of my headcasts are available on iTunes and Stitcher, along with the respective blogs and my main page at headspeaks.com. All, all comments, thoughts, and opinions expressed on Head Speaks are owned wholly by the speaker of said comments, and do not express the opinions of Head Speaks, unless, of course, I'm the one making the comments. Head Speaks, Task Force X, and G.I. Joe, a Real American Headcast, are all part of the Headcast family. So, join us next month for another wonderful episode of Head Speaks. Until then, I'll see you in the funny pages. Good night. Stockings, 
full of paranoia So just send the man in black home Because they annoy us We need a little X-Files now Now my DM is a curmudgeon He trapped me in a dungeon I hope these dice will save my troll Let it roll, let it roll, let it roll Now you may think my life is tragic Cause I play with cards and magic That cost me my eternal soul Let it roll, let it roll, let it roll It's a fanboy Christmas From Roswell to Missouri We're wishing happy Kwanzaa To Lando and Uhura Our Jewish friends have opened The gifts and we did buy them The brand new kosher transformer Optimus Lachayim Hercules and Zena Hercules and Zena Hercules and Zena Yolis Gabrielle Hercules and Zena Hercules and Zena Hercules and Zena Yolis Gabrielle Herc is a demigod, Zena has a killer body Yolis died and Gabby cried cause Doctor is a clod Oh, Tribble, 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 you're made of fluffy fur. Tribble, 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 we love to hear you purr. Tribble, 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 you're really just a pain. Tribble, 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 you ate up all our drain. Get on your Tontonica, it's no Tonica. You can hang out with Quigonica on the Millennium Falconica with a Wookiee name. Christmas, the temperature is nipply, so throw aliens on the fire with that new clone of Ripley. The anime cartoon stars are all getting along. The Dementites and Dementoids are all listening to this song. Woo! Danger, danger, young Will Robinson. For Dr. Smith is coming, Will Robinson. I know you have been searching for Babylon. You're hungry, have some fish heads, eat them up, yum. Eat them up, yum. Eat them up, yum. Linoleum. Boochie. 
God rest ye merry Pokemon inside your Pokeballs. Team Rocket, Jesse, James, and Meowth are here to wreck your halls. No decorations will they hang, nor carols will they sing. They're too busy Poke Christmas card collecting, stealing all that they can get from Burger King. Should Voyager ever get home and again see Earth's sunshine? Then you'll find me out on the town with my date, Seven of Nine. It's a fanboy Christmas, no time to dilly-dally. Get all the geeks together, cause it's time for the finale. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my fangirl gave to me. Twelve LARPers LARPing, eleven filters filking, ten eights from Deep Space Nine, Doctor Who's eight, sweet transvestite seven of nine, six Ewoks dancing, five Cardassian lights, there are four lights! Four Starfleet Captains, three Star Wars prequels, two Protocol Droids, and there can be only one! Sci-Fi Channel on my TV. We wish you a fanboy Christmas. We wish you a fanboy Christmas. We wish you a fanboy Christmas and a trekkie new year. And I heard him explain as he blew out.